What's going on, everyone? Alex De Silva. I hope you are well and you're having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I hope that your Friday is filled with joy, success, and winning. Winning is always good. But today, I do want to talk about an important subject, which sometimes gets brushed under the carpet, sometimes when it's mentioned or talked about, people don't really know how to react. Uh, sometimes eyes roll when we talk about this subject because still it gets brushed under the carpet as though it's something that is not important. But we are seeing more and more and more the importance of men's health, men's mental health. So the topic today is why do men struggle? Why do men struggle? And I want to talk about that today because it's such an important one. Being a man myself, having gone through my own experiences, I can speak on this topic. And it's something I definitely want to speak on because I fell for the societal conditioning. I fell for the societal lies. And I kind of, I allowed myself unknowingly, but freewillingly to be put into little boxes and attach labels to myself, which is normal. And we all do. And um, it's good that we start to kind of uncover and discover what these things are so we can find better solutions, so we can find better ways in which men can live better lives. Men can operate in a much more healthier way in mind, body, and spirit. So what are some of these some of these labels? I want to touch on the labels first because they're really interesting. And I had to, to do some research to really see what's actually online and, and what's on the Internet. And I found um, a really cool little post and it says the man box. So I want to start with this. And inside this man box, it says this is what men should be strong, tough hard, intimidating, in control, respected, athletic, muscular, powerful, intimidating, that came up again, rugged, scares people, never show weakness, breadwinner, macho, big, whatever that means, depending whether you want one or the other or all of it. Some people want all of it. They want you to be six foot tall. They want you to be schlong and you, they want you to have everything. You must be big in every area. Otherwise, you're not a man. <laughs> Answers to no one. Player, which I find interesting. Rich, which is one that's very common now, especially. Highly sexual. That's another one as well. Now, if you are outside of this box, you are a... B-I-C-T-H, I have to spell it out because my daughter is in a room. A mama's boy, you're queer, you're a girl, a fag, a homo, a chump, you're weak, you're gay, you're a wuss. So these are all the things that, that we've been labeled with. And I've got a few other ones as well, which I'd quite like to go through, that men should not be emotional or sensitive now this is one for me being an emotional man not overly emotional but i am an emotional person i've learned to connect with my emotions because i grew up mainly surrounded by women so women are very emotionally intelligent and i learned from intelligent women <laughs> to express my emotions and but I also grew up around men. I didn't have a father growing around, but I grew up around some men, which were my uncles and my cousins, and they were slightly different. So I kind of fell in a little bit in between, but I didn't have huge guidance from either side. So for me, that kind of created a little bit of confusion because I didn't really know or understand how much emotion should I share, how sensitive should I be. And here's the thing people especially for us as men, we get told you're a mama's boy. You're not being a man. 
Stop crying. I'm going to give you something to cry about. Stop being gay. Stop being a queer. Stop being a wuss. Why are you crying? And it's it's the word. Stop, stop, stop. Stop being so sensitive. Why are you always so sensitive? Why are you always so emotional? You're always causing so much problem. Why can't you just be a man? Now, these are things that I received when I was a little boy. <laughs> and then you continue receiving that as a man as well. Imagine what that's doing to the man, to that little boy that isn't fully functional, that doesn't understand his emotions. He's learning, he's seeking, he's looking for somebody to guide him and coach him. So imagine being told all of these things when you don't even know what these emotions are. You're still learning and you don't have anywhere to to safely process them, to safely uh, express them. Men should be breadwinners. To a certain extent, I agree. I think um, there is a, a level of responsibility, and I'll explain why, because I think some feminists might jump on this and go, no, Alex, you're wrong. Now, I sit with both, you know, I, with men and women, and I've learned through my own um, personal and spiritual journey, I'm a man as much as I am a woman because I'm made by both. So I've learned that this is how beautiful I am as a man, because I carry the, 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 the masculine and the divine feminine. So should men be breadwinners? I think there is a level then yes. And here's the reason why I say yes, because men don't give birth. Men cannot carry a child. I know there are things going around at the moment where people are, insanely thinking that a a born male can do that that's not possible it's impossible now if you're a woman and you're married in a relationship doesn't matter how that is um but let's say a man and a woman that's why i'm using the breadwinner term because there are women women and, and i completely understand and love and respect that so should men be breadwinners yes because when a woman who has a career, who's working, and she, the family, have decided that they now want to have children, and she falls pregnant. She has to 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 be at home because you know you have to breastfeed. You are the the mother, the nurturer, and and that baby bonds with the mum as much as it does with the father. Now, I am a very hands on that. So for me, I was I'm very grateful that the work that I do, I'm able to do this, and I work from home. So when uh, Ruby was born and when Junior was born, I was at home. I was at home with both of them. Um, Ruby was born in a hospital. Junior was actually bo- born at home in this house where I'm recording this this podcast today. So I was here and um, I'm very hands-on. So Lucy and I did something where we would share the uh, the feeding times. So she would feed Junior I would then take Junior and I did exactly the same thing with, with Ruby as well, because what it did is allowed both of us to get some necessary rest. And we were both then bonding with our beautiful little beans, which is exactly what this is all about. But of course, you know, one of us also has to work. And I was the one who who was working uh, full time. So, you know, I was the breadwinner. But then soon after that, when Lucy was in a position where she could go back to work, Lucy did. And it's absolutely fine. The other one, which I think is 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 very interesting. And let me just finish on the breadwinner, because there is this perception that only men should be the breadwinner. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that fully because it's the evolution. We are evolving as human beings. Now, I don't believe that we should all be workers and we should be slaving into a system. But what I do believe is that we all have incredible gifts, incredible powers, incredible abilities that we should bring to the world. And men and women have the ability to do that. And I think we should. Lucy today, she's gone to to London to work with some of her clients and then she comes back and she, you know, she's got some work to do when she gets here too. And I'm here with Ruby today because she hasn't been very well. But this is the, the, the beautiful thing about life. This is the beautiful thing about evolution is that 
we can now be more flexible. These things can happen. Does it make me less of a man? Absolutely not. My role is to protect my family. My role is to provide for my family. I'm still providing, but I'm also protecting my little girl. I'm still looking after her, making sure that she's okay and she's happy and, <laughs> and I feed her what she needs and give her cuddles when she needs. And I'm here to look after her because that's what a man does. So yes, there is a level of responsibility all around. And I think sometimes... Men can take that uh, in their own shoulders too much, and we can carry that too much. When actually what we should also be doing is having boundaries, learning about boundaries, internal, external boundaries, personal boundaries, boundaries around our relationships, boundaries around what we do as a couple and what we do as individuals. These things are so important to have, having boundaries, not barriers, because barriers, you kind of put something in place. Nobody really knows what's going on. Having a healthy boundary in place is important because you communicate clearly, you define what these boundaries are going to be, and you both work towards them. So it's really important, you know, and hopefully kind of answers that, you know, should men be breadwinners as well? Men should be strong. I agree to a certain extent. I think you, we should all be strong in mind, body, spirit. But I think there is this pressure in men to be the strongest. We have to be tough. We have to be strong. We have to be tough. We have to have a six pack. You know, we've got to have bulging muscles. We've got to be over six because this is the other thing nowadays. We have to be over six foot tall. I don't know whether women out there realize not all men are six foot tall. That doesn't happen, <laughs> unfortunately. I wish I was. I'm. I think I'm just under six foot. I'm probably about five eleven. So I've just missed it, gutted. But still, it's that's what God gave me. This is how I was created, and uh, I'm very grateful that my wife loves me as I am. But am I am I strong? Here's my thing around it. I struggled with that because. There is a very difference. There is a huge difference between what I define as strong and what society defines as strong. Because society, social media defines strong as having bulging muscles, as having a six pack, as, you know, um, living a, a sort of a, a certain athletic lifestyle, which let's be honest. Let's be completely honest. And I do this for a living. I train as much as I possibly can. I try to train five days a week. If I don't get to go to the gym, if I don't get to do MMA, I train at home because I can use my body to do that. So I always like to move and to stay strong. Is it all that I do? No, I have a family. I have business that I want to run. I have projects that I want to do. I don't have the time to spend six hours in a gym. That's not what I get paid to do. So do I look like I've been in a gym? You know, do I train twice a day and, and you know, I supplement myself with things that I can stick into my body? Absolutely not. So, but am I strong? Yes, I am very strong in mind, body, and in spirit because I learned to look after myself. But I do it to my ability. I don't do it to anybody else's expectations. And again, this is the struggle. The struggle is we look at people online and we compare ourselves to them in the mirror. And you, I'm speaking from somebody that has body dysmorphia and, and I've had issues, addiction issues with, with food, with alcohol, with drugs, with sex. I've pretty much cross addicted to everything. So I can speak from experience that I've even struggled. I loved looking at, you know, the bodybuilders, Arnie back in the days, you know, and I look, I was a fan of obviously martial arts. So I used to like Van Damme and Bruce Lee and looked at them, but that's all they do. They spend every single day of the week doing that. And unless I'm able to do that. It's not going to, to reflect. And also there is such a thing as body makeup, genetics, your lifestyle, all of these things you have to take into consideration. So yes, I believe that we should be strong in mind, body and spirit, but to your own expectations 
And this is where people struggle because you're always comparing yourself to another man. You're always comparing yourself to somebody else. And that's the biggest problem. Stop comparing yourself. Men should be reliable. I agree, but not to the point where it's detrimental, where all the pressure is on the man, reliable for the house, reliable for finances, reliable for cooking, reliable for whatever it may be. These things, again, have to be boundaried. And I think where men struggle is that they put so much pressure on themselves. And I did this myself because I was a huge people pleaser. I had no boundaries in place. I had a ton of traumas, which meant that for me, I always wanted to, to, to please. And I always wanted to be liked and always thought what other people thought of me. So all of these things, especially being a, a reliable person, because God forbid I stepped out of line or did something that didn't meet somebody's expectations. And often expectations means that you have an expectation of someone, but they don't know what that means. And you are never, ever, ever going to meet somebody's expectations unless they become a clear boundary. So this is also for the women and for the men, because I see this on both sides, where instead of people setting healthy boundaries between each other and for themselves, what they do is they set expectations instead, but never communicate those because those expectations live in your head and you expect this man to be six foot tall. The other one, which I'll come to, is the tall, dark, and handsome. I don't know whether you've realized but the planet are not filled with tall, dark, and handsome men. <laughs> I'm tall, dark, and handsome, but that's because I'm Brazilian and Italian. So I've I've been lucky, I guess, from that perspective. But there is blonde, there is redheads, there are all sorts of different cultures, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Chinese, whether you're Indian, whether you're uh, Aborigine, whether you're then a mix of these beautiful cultures like myself. So, you know, then you end up being incredibly unique. And there are some beautiful, beautiful men and women out there who are very unique. And that's the thing I love about life is that we are able to combine these beautiful different cultures, these beautiful experiences and create this an incredible life, a little boy or a little girl, someone that, you know, is, is unique to, to, to us. And that's beautiful. But I'm digressing. Men should be fearless. Men should be fearless. Come on, come on. We're not in we're not in dinosaur times anymore. There aren't saber-toothed tigers chasing after us. Yes, there are some places which unfortunately, due to to corruption around the world, um, you know, there are unfortunately countries which are suffering and struggling with, you know, whether it is finances, whether it is with poverty or war-stricken countries. And my heart and my love, my light and all my energy goes out to, to, to those men and women and children who are in, in these places and who are struggling. And sometimes you do have to be fearless. But on a day-to-day -day basis, there is no such thing. There is no such thing. That's that's such an illusion. Fear is an illusion. It's a self-created illusion. But fear is actually a good thing sometimes. Fear can help to drive us. So you can use fear to drive you, but you are never going to be fearless. You're never going to be fearless. There is always an element. And the reason you're never going to be fearless, because fear is a fight, fight, or freeze. That's what it kicks in. So, you know, it, it's something that's built within us. It's it's in the brain. It's a chemical reaction. It's something that it doesn't matter. It's going to kick in. It's how you utilize it. But that pressure does get put on us a hell of a lot to always be, to always be fearless, to always be, to be strong, to be, you know, uh, and, I'll, and I'll come to the emotional part, which always makes me laugh because women say, I don't want a man who's, who's emotional, but I want a man that's sensitive. It's a huge contradiction. And I love that because how can you not want a man that's emotional, but you want a man that's sensitive? A man has to be emotionally intelligent and he has to be 
open, honest, vulnerable, emotional in order to 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 be a sensitive person. Because if you shut that up, it's a, it's a boiling pot, which eventually will explode. And what you do then is you have an aggressive man who would then take that out on you. So you do need men to have a level of emotion. Do we want men to be crying all the time and just not being able to control their emotions? Absolutely not, because then what happens is the complete opposite. We get the shootings and the killings and you know people who do crazy things. We don't want that either. So it's it's that the the boundaries, the balance, which comes from learning to emotionally regulate, learning to to express your emotions in a healthy way. These things are very, very important. A man should be rich. This is the new one now. A man should be rich. (laughs) But define rich. Define rich. A million pounds, is that rich? A hundred grand, is that rich? 10 million pounds, is that rich? A hundred million, a billion. What is rich? Because I've met people who who society would call not so much as broke, but they actually probably would call somebody broke who earns 100 grand a year or 50 grand a year, 40 grand a year, which is way above what most people get paid, who are incredibly rich in love, in light, in mind, in body, in spirit, in relationships, in the the just their makeup. They are so rich in everything that they do. They're energy oozes out of them or i can give you examples of a lot of rich men and women who who i've worked with and and know who are completely broke emotionally they have everything at their disposal everything at their feet but they are broke emotionally so what what do you want to be Can you be both? Yeah, of course you can. But let's be realistic. Is it going to happen for you? That's down to you. And I think a lot of people need to understand and realize what it takes to be rich. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of study. It takes time. It takes patience to be able to reach that. But again, you can't take riches with you. But the experiences, the richness of life the richness you gain from life, from your emotional connections, the love, the experiences, the people you touch, the people that you come across, the things that you learn, you grow and you develop from, that kind of richness, that's embodied in you, in your DNA, in your energy. This is why you are here, is to be rich in life experience, to learn, to have these incredible, phenomenal, painful awful experiences because they're all combined there is a reason why all of these things happen because it makes you an incredible being and you learn wisdom and you can teach others which is what happens then you teach your children so what do you want to be rich in and what does rich mean to you what's more important to you men should be tall dark and handsome we touched on that (laughs) If you're listening to this on audio, you should see my face. (laughs) I'm very proud of this one. But I am very humble because I'm not, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a, a, a man. I like to smile. I love life. But I felt this because even though for me, I'm not a a short guy, as I said, I'm five foot 11. I'm what, 85 kilos, 185. I'm fairly athletic. I eat very well. I train. I'm not trying to sell myself. I'm married with children, but I felt the pressure of what that meant. And I remember going on dates and women saying to me, so often you kind of get into the conversation. Oh, so what kind of guy are you looking for? And they go tall, dark, and handsome. And I'm like, define that. What does that mean? Because it can mean anything. And it's interesting because often when I've asked people what that means, They can't even define it themselves. So here's a lesson. Stand in your truth, men. Stand in your truth. Be proud of who you are. Remove these labels. Remove the labeling. 
keep the things that you are proud of. Allow yourself to become strong in who you are. Because when you are proud in who you are, you start to create and manifest not just energetically, but in mind, body, spirit, this essence, this confidence that ripples, that ripples. And women become very attracted to that because it's not the tall, dark and handsome that they are looking for. They are looking for a real man. And we can talk about what that means in a little bit of time. Men should be kind. I agree. Men should be kind. Men should be loving, kind, compassionate. Because I think that's just kind of part and parcel of of being a man. Um, as a man, I I, I want to show my daughters what it's like to be a kind man. Because our daughters, our, their first love is their father's. And if there is not a father around who is there to teach them what it's like to be loved, to be treated with kindness, with compassion, then they will struggle. They won't know what that means. So when they go out into the world, they're going to have a different experience. So it's very, very important for us as men to, to be kind, to show what that means, even to our men, even to our boys, to teach them to be kind, to be strong, of course, you know, to be, to be confident to be confident, to be able to say, no, these things are important. Men should be loving, but not clingy. This is what makes me laugh. Again, define what that means. Again, more pressure that is going to be, you know, being put on us to perform. It's almost like we're having to perform and spin so many different plates that all of a sudden we're like, I can't spin these plates now. And then everything starts to fall and we get to, you know, to, to um, uh, some real statistics that I just want to talk to you about because it, it's really, really important. Um, men should not be victims. Men should not be victims. That's a hurtful one because why not? Why can't man be a victim, a victim of a crime, a victim of rape, a victim of abuse? mentally, physically, sexually. These things do happen, but often or not, I've worked with men who are scared, petrified, ashamed, embarrassed of sharing it because of what society, because of what other people will say and think. That's criminal. And these things lead men to suicide. They lead men to addiction. They lead men into darkness. And it's something that all of us as a collective, starting with you as an individual, as a man, or as a woman who's listening, who loves a man, to help them to understand that it's okay. Give them that safe space. You don't have to be the therapist. You don't have to be the coach or the professional. But sometimes just listening may give you a bigger picture to then guide them and direct them to making sure that they go and see a professional that can help them. That's really, really important. Men should not be vulnerable. That's really interesting because one of the biggest strengths I've learned in my journey in becoming a man is vulnerability. Vulnerability has become one of my biggest strengths and it's helped more men become men to reconnect with who they are than anything else. It's all good. Us going, come on, let's bump chest. Let's go and train. Let's lift some weights. Let's headbutt each other. You know, let's go. Yay. But let's actually talk some truth here, boys. I'm struggling today. I'm in pain. You know, my wife wants, to, this is not, this is a scenario, by the way. My wife wants to leave me. I'm scared because I don't want to be a part-time father. I love my children. I want to do everything that I can. But I lost my job. I don't know what to do. I'm struggling to find something else. What do I do? It's what vulnerability is. And when you do something like that, you get other men who will come around you and say, I'll help you. What do you need to do? What's your skill set? What can we do? That's what real men do. They support each other. They bring each other up. You don't tear each other down and call each other names. You're being a fag. You're a pussy. You're a wimp. You're a wuss. Be a man. Man up. Stiff up a lip. Those things don't work anymore. It has to stop. It has to stop. Men only want sex. That's what men want. Men are predators. They just want to sex. <laughs> some men, unfortunately, some men, unfortunately, are creeps. They are creeps. And you need to sort your shit out. 
you need to sort yourself out because you're not helping yourself. And I don't mean that in a shaming way. I mean that in a brotherly way. Understand what it means to be a man. So it's very important that men understand how to behave around women, how to approach a woman. Because especially when we're young, and I know when we're young, our hormones, we're growing into men, into young men and society now, unfortunately, with porn. And there are so many other things there that really ruin what the reality of a relationship is and what a relationship means. And it ruined it for me, for sure, because I was addicted to porn. Um, I was addicted to sex. I saw sex as a, as a way of of... I thought my way of connecting with someone was through just kind of having sex. And, and actually it's not that um, I've always been a very caring and loving and, and passionate man. But I think there was, there was definitely a lot of things that that were missing in me. And I think through the trauma and just through learning, understanding, accepting who I am, doing the necessary work, letting go of the old has helped me to to realize that it's not all about sex. Of course, sex is is important. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful connection between a man and a woman, a man and a man, a woman and a woman. It's something that we do. It's a way that we energetically connect and we connect in that love energy. And that's the difference as well in connecting with love and lust. It's very different, very different. Even when you do want to rip somebody's clothes off, you know, there is a, there is a big difference. One night stands, all of that stuff is... Um, these things are damaging, you know, they cause damage to us in mind, in bodies, especially in, uh, you know, from an energetically, a spiritual front. So it's, it's important. It's important to understand the difference between, you know, um, just going after a woman based on, on sex and actually going after a relationship. And what I always throw out to men is this, what's your problem with, you know, um, committing to someone? What's the big deal? What are you scared of? And often or not is, oh, I'm scared of getting hurt. And this is when I'll say to people, dude, come on. I don't say man up, but I say grow up, grow up. Because I think some men think that they're going to be players for the rest of their lives. And, you know, I, I've met a few people in my life who, who still behave in that way, you know, but deep inside, having had those those uh, open and honest and vulnerable conversations, they want a family. They want kids. You know, they want to be in a relationship. But it's the fear, it's the ego that that blocks them because they don't want to do the necessary work. They don't want to look at themselves. They still believe in that lie in these boxes that says you've got to be tough, you've got to be strong, you've got to be a man. But you're suffering. You're not a man. You're you're struggling. You're not your true essence. If you are struggling, you're suffering, and you cannot speak openly and honestly like this. You're not. You're you're not your full essence. You're not everything that you were meant to be. So men only want sex. Yes, there is truth to that, unfortunately, and I, I don't think that's fully the man's fault. I think it's their responsibility to stop it. But society, unfortunately, drives you know porn. And, you know, and, and having this, this false sense of, uh, of reality, um, so easily it's free. You go on Google and you type it in and it comes up. So anybody at any age can go and access that. And that's not right. It's not right. I understand it today because I've done the work on myself, you know, and, and I, and I get it. I get the damage. It's really damaging. And it's damaging your relationships. It's damaging your ability to go and find a woman. It's damaging your, your ability to have healthy, rich, loving, caring, compassionate relationships. So, yes, there is, you know, there, there is an element to that. I don't think all men want just that. Men want to find a, a partner. Men want to, to, to commit. Men want to, to, to be loved. It, it's in our essence. It's that, you know, man and female. It, it's, it's within us. Anybody that says otherwise, you're lying. You're lying to the world and you're lying to yourself. You're trying to bury something that is, is a pure existence. If you have a heart in your body, which you do because you have to survive, there is love in there. 
There is love in there. There is there is nothing. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody on this planet experiences love somewhere down the line. It's inevitable. So do the work. Do the work on yourself and, and really work through that. Because unfortunately, this is one that damages us. Damages the guys that really do, the men that really do want to be in a relationship. It damages the men who really do want to 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 find the right woman because what happens is and i've played around on on the dating apps you know before whilst i was going through my addiction and i i went through i there was a point that i did just want sex i didn't want to commit to anybody because i'd been hurt and i'd been you know through through a a load of relationships that you know caused me a lot of pain but i put my hands up that i actually caused a lot of that pain too but because I was in victim mode, because I was in my addiction, because I wasn't looking at the root of my problems, because I wasn't facing my truth and I wasn't being open and honest and vulnerable and, and responsible, taking ownership and responsibility for my own stuff, taking accountability for me, I blamed everything on anybody else. And that's what I did. I blamed everybody else for my problems and said, it's her, it's her problem, it's her problem, it's her problem. So when I'm never going to be in a relationship again, I'm going to be a bachelor. I'm going to buy my own pad, which is exactly what I did. And I went on all the dating apps. And thank God, um, I did find my wife. And I fizzled out all of that stuff. And I had to make a lot of amends because I did hurt a lot of women in the process. So where possible, I made you know uh, amends for, for the hurt that I caused. I don't want to carry that energy. I don't want to carry that you know, the, the, those things, it's not who I truly am. You know, I was brought up to be kind. I was brought up to be lovely. And then, and that's, as I said, it, it's within all of us. Men should be amazing in bed. That should be, you know, that's, that's uh, apparently that's, that's a must. Now look again, define what that means. Define what amazing means. Because when you're talking from a place of lust, where men and women can, can have sex from trauma and our women can have sex based on trauma, based on their traumatic experiences on their emotional needs or lack of, because you don't know how to control your emotions. You don't know how to connect with your emotions. So you don't know how to connect with somebody properly, but when you do, it's fireworks. When you connect with another man, with another woman, then it's fireworks because you are emotionally open and connected to that person and it is fireworks. But so I always ask men and women, men, stop putting that pressure on yourselves. If you need to learn a thing or two, go and learn a thing or two. There's no shame in, 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 in doing that. I'm very inquisitive about about women's bodies. I think they're phenomenal. They're most beautiful thing ever. Jeez, I mean, they create life. How incredible is that? Why would you not want to find out, you know, how to how to use it, how to pleasure it, how to love it unconditionally, and vice versa. I think it works both ways. And I think this is the thing that's become taboo. It's like, oh, don't talk about it, Alex, because it's a bad word. <laughs> it's a bad word. We don't want to hear about it. It's icky. People say icky. It's icky. It's icky talking about it. Come on, grow up. Like, be a man, be a woman. Like, this is this, this the anatomy of who we are, mind, body, spirit. We have breasts, you have a vagina, you have a penis. Like, these things are normal. That's it. Learn how to, to, to work with that. Learn how to pleasure that. Learn how to pleasure each other in yourselves and, and connecting with who you are. You are beautiful, if you're ashamed of, of who you are, how on earth are you going to pleasure anybody else? But it's about defining what amazing means because also people connect differently. And it's about finding that partner. Maybe you're with the wrong partner if you're a woman or if you're a man. So it's finding what you connect with and be open, be honest. Don't just be stuck in relationships that you're not happy with. These things are very, very important. You are having a life experience. So have the life experience you want to live, whether you're a man or a woman. It's really important. But that pressure is unnecessary. 
Stop putting these pressures on this. Again, tick box exercises, trying to spin plates that are impossible to spin. Men should be fit. I agree. Yes, we should. We should be fit in mind, body and spirit. Definitely. Because we are becoming a nation of obese. Obese men and women. I see it all the time, especially in the UK, which surprises me because a few years ago, when you went to America, that was a little bit more, you know, it was something which you see it a lot more. I saw it a lot more. Now I saw some statistics in America. I think it's almost like 60, 70% of people are obese. That's crazy. And in the UK, we are not pushing too far behind. That's not cool, whether you were a man or a woman. That's an addiction and a severe one because you have to look after yourself. That is a must. That's not even negotiable. And sometimes I think, oh, I've got to be careful what I say. But when it comes to this mind, body, spirit, this incredible vessel that you live in, what do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a mansion or do you want to live in a crack pit? Where do you want to live? And this is your body. This is what you live in. So what you're putting into your mouth is very important. How you feed yourself. Now, people say to me, what should I eat? Now, I've experienced, and I love nutrition. I love studying it. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm a coach. But one of the things I've, I've and I've done these things for myself because I've struggled with, with being overweight, with obesity. I've struggled with, you know, being fat, being slim, being fat, being slim. I've always kind of struggled, but I found what works for me. And I've been veggie. I've been vegan. I've eaten a normal diet. I've tried to take things out. I tried to put things in and it just, it was too much for me. And I also have, um, irritable bowel syndrome. So for me, my my struggle, my stomach struggles with certain foods. So I had to work around that and figure out what works for me. What worked for me was the carnivore diet. That worked for me. Why? And something that was really interesting that I discovered through just reading books and audios and podcasts, so on and so forth. The human makeup is bone, muscle, fat, water. And of course, then we have our you know, minerals, so on and so forth, and vitamins and everything that kind of encompasses us. But that's pretty much what we are. Bone, muscle, fat, water. And if you want to to keep this incredible vessel strong, eat. The bone, obviously not, but that's kind of more carbohydrate. So you can replace the bone with carbohydrate and you can go, so what kind of carbohydrates? For me, I love fruits. Vegetables, as I've started to realize, they aren't actually very good. Most of them anyway. So I stay away from most vegetables and I eat mainly fruit, fruit, honey, like raw honey from from actual from a local farmer who actually produces it, not the supermarket rubbish, because that's that's not pure honey. And that's actually just pure sugar. So it's actually really bad for you. Um, So fruit, honey, and then or the muscle, protein, meat. All this other processed stuff. And again, I was vegan for four years. I was veggie before that for two years or whatever it was. And I felt worse then than I do now. This is the best I have ever felt. The best I have ever felt. Why? Because I'm meeting what my body makeup is. So I've learned and this is just for me. So I eat a lot of meat, red meat. And there is people talk about, oh, but red meat's bad for you. It's not. It's a complete lie. There was one study that was done in the 70s, I believe. And there's research, more and more research was done on that research. Four out of the five scientists were vegetarian. And one of them was the only person that actually ate meat. And it wasn't even a a complete study. So actually it's completely flawed and new studies have been done and you can go and research a lot of this stuff is very easily accessible. Um, Dr. Sean Baker is someone you can go and have a look at. He's done a ton of research with uh, thousands of people that he's worked with. Um, Paul Saladino is another one who I respect and, and I quite like some of his stuff. Go and have a look at these two guys. Really, really good. Carnivore MD, who's Paul Saladino and Dr. Sean Baker. Have a look at those. And there are so many other incredible um, people who are now really coming out and, and sharing um, great information around the benefits of, of carnivore. Now, I'm not a pure carnivore. I eat mainly meat. I do eat organs. I do like the, the kind of the raw organs. I do eat uh, the liver. 
So liver king, I do like I do like a bit of liver. Definitely goes down for me. I enjoy them with uh, some pure maple syrup and just nice bit of salt. It's lovely. You get used to it, starting kind of small bites, but it's good for you. I don't eat it every day because I don't have to. That's another thing as well. Read up on these things. Do your own research. Also, uh, bone marrow. Bone marrow is very good for your joints. So bone, eat bone marrow. These things are very, very good. I struggled with um, uh, hip issues, knees, joints. I tore my shoulders through doing uh, CrossFit functional fitness training and uh, they repaired really. Yeah, it's incredible. So I eat a ton of bone marrow. I have a, a, a farmer who I go to and he pretty much just gives me all the animals that I need. And and I get the bone marrow, I get heart, I eat heart as well, something that we haven't tried yet, but I've got a load of heart in, in my, my big freezer. So that's kind of what I consume. And then I do eat cheese, a ton of eggs, raw milk, which is unpasteurized milk. This is another really incredible piece of information. Pasteurized milk is dangerous because they take all the goodness out of that milk and then they put some things back in, but not the things that help you to digest the lactose. And this is why I was lactose intolerant. So when we bought the raw milk to give to the children and my wife obviously really drinks milk too, I said, I'm going to test this out because I can drink a, a glass of any other kind of milk and it will butcher my stomach. I drank a pint of raw milk. Nothing happened. So I drink raw milk now, unpasteurized milk, and it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So highly recommend it. So yes, fitness is something that is important. Sorry, guys. I know that it's it's a bit of pressure on there, but that's your responsibility. That's something you need to take on. It is something that you need to really take accountability and responsibility for. Um, I work with, with, with men, and it's something that is part of what I do. Healthy mind, body, and spirit. If you, if you don't want to work on a body, you're not going to work with me. I won't work with you. It's something that's really, really important. So um, yeah, I highly recommend it. I kind of gave you a load of nutritional tips there for some reason that kind of went off on a tangent, but hopefully it helps you because it certainly helped me. Men should wear nice clothes or, you know, be blinged out in designer. Do you, man? Do you? I think if people are, if, if men or women are that petty about what you wear on your feet or what labels you put on. And you know what's really interesting? I have worked with a lot of rich people. I've met a lot of rich people. And it's really interesting that rich people are not bothered about showing bling. That's a poor person's thing. That's a poor person's thing. Poor people are the ones that want to show off or people that really don't have huge, they come into money or they made money really quick and they're like, oh, I need to bling out. And then you end up looking like a Louis Vuitton store on legs. It's each to their own is what I say. But also don't look a scruff. Have a shower, have a shave, clean yourself. That's something I do agree. And I will always say to people, no one likes a smelly man and no one likes a smelly woman. So for both sexes, wash yourself. It's important. It's really important that you do look after your hygiene. It's something that it is also personal as well. And here's a deeper level. People that don't look after their hygiene often try to push people away. And they push people away because if you smell, nobody wants to come near you. And that's a defense mechanism. When people have trauma, when they're struggling mentally, physically, spiritually, they often stop looking after themselves. It's a defense mechanism. So be mindful around these things. If you're struggling, ask yourself why. If you need help, ask for it. You know, there's always help around. There's always people like myself and there are other incredible men and women out there that that work to, to help you become, you know, everything that you can be. Men go out too much. I like that one. Because um, I did. I went out a lot. But I went out a lot because I didn't want to be at home. I was unhappy in my relationships. And I was unhappy in myself. I was really unhappy in myself, to be fair. So I wanted to escape. Um, today, I love being at home. I love being at home. I love going out with my children. I love going out with my wife. I love going out on date nights. I love going out on date days with my children, whether we go to the cinema, we go to the farm, even my older ones, we go out and we have a blast. My son's 25, my daughter's 18, Ruby's four, Junior's 18 months. So I still do go out. 
I still do have an amazing life, but I have an amazing life. I go out with the people that I love, the people I want to spend time with, friends, family. These people are so important to me. And I'm and I want to spend time with people that lift me and I can lift them. I don't want to go out with people. I don't want to surround my people with gossips. I don't want to surround myself with people that talk rubbish about other people. These things drag down the energy. And I've made a very clear choice not to surround myself with people like that. I don't want these people in my life. And um and I'm very grateful and very thankful to all the friends, all the family, everybody who who has helped, who has believed in me, who has lifted me. And hopefully I've done the same for you. I love you and I thank you. Now, let's get to some really serious things here, because uh, I was quite surprised about this. One in 10 rape victims are men. And that's that's pretty staggering. I, I remember before somebody mentioned to me that that a men could be raped and i thought what now my immature mind thought what man wouldn't want to now today being a man having boundaries being who i am today knowing what i know i was a child and when i thought that and today i'm like I don't want anybody crossing my boundaries, man. I respect you. You respect me. You cross my boundaries. We'll be having words. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, especially if somebody's going to be violent towards me. You know, it's a self-respect thing. And I think there is pressure there because, again, society tells us, and I don't ever condone or or, or agree with, with a man being aggressive to a woman. But I think if somebody's trying to rape you, that's a very different thing. And I think every person, especially women, should be able to defend themselves. I teach my girls to defend themselves. I've done MMA for on and off for about 20 years. So I've always taught my children to defend themselves because, um, God forbid, you know, if they're ever in a position like that, they know how to kick them in between the legs give them a good sucker punch to, to the nose and run as fast as you can. Don't call the police. But yeah, it's, it's an important one for us to understand, you know, ladies, men support each other through these things. You know, there is, there is so much shame, so much stigma in something like that, because again, the stop being a queer, don't be gay, don't cry, be a man, you mama's boy. These things play and imagine you've received that messaging all your life that's all you've heard throughout your whole life and then something really serious like that happens to you and the first thing that starts to run through your head is that messaging and then the shame the embarrassment the remorse kicks in and this is the next thing i want to talk about the suicide rate amongst men is through the roof through the roof especially a um amongst younger men you know the ages of kind of like 18 and even younger self-harming is something that's huge and there are there are sites there are channels that condone these things which is so wrong apparently on instagram on tiktok these things should be shut down if they're not shut down those companies should be shut down because it's harming children it's harming people and it's funny because people get they get shadow banned or they get completely banned for saying something which is a conspiracy theory or for something that you know doesn't meet their guidelines. But yet we're allowing these things to happen. Come on, social media companies, step up. You know, these things are, are really, really important for young men and young women. It's not on anymore. Things need to change. And mental health, you know, mental health issues, mental illness, stress, depression, anxiety, you know, which are the key ones. These things are, are again, through the roof. And, you know, when we're seeing it in, in our business, I'm seeing it with people that I'm speaking to and people that I've been working with. It's it's become something that I don't want it to be normalized. It's not normal. Mental health issues, stress, depression, anxiety, suicide, addiction, you know, suffering. These things are not normal. They are not just a label. And, and this is the worst of it. You go and see a doctor or a physician or someone of professional help, and they pump you with a pill, with a medication. 
And that's wrong because you're not solving the problem at the root. You're just masking the problem. You are now, we have now seen this, that these doctors and GPs are just licensed drug dealers. It's wrong. There are a place for certain medication, I agree. But we are now, We've people have stopped, and I've even heard from doctors and nurses themselves, people who have come and said, I've had conversations with, with certain people who have said, I'm stepping away from, from the industry because all we're doing is just shelling out drugs. Like there is nothing, there, is, there are no holistic ways in which people can go and get well anymore. The system it just wants to, to fill people with drugs. Do you know why? Because it keeps you numb, numb, dumb. You numb your emotions. You don't feel anything. And you are completely none the wiser as to why. But yet your body, because it's alien to your body, it's alien to the mind, to your body, your body starts to have side effects. And then we're seeing cancer there are so many other things that are so many other side effects that come with it and then you have to take a pill for that which then you take a pill for the other side effect and another side effect and another side effect so it's very important to realize what's going on here you know the real truth the reality around that stuff is time that we take accountability and responsibility for ourselves because the 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 other big issue as well, when I'm in recovery for various forms of addiction, almost seven years, it'll be seven years in June this year, and I was addicted to all pretty much every single drug. I was addicted to alcohol. I was addicted to sex, to food, to ice cream, to chocolate, shopping. I think the only thing I didn't really get too much into was gambling because I didn't throw myself into it. But if I did, I would very, very happily blow all my money on scratch cards, on the lottery, on slot machines, you name it, because I will very easily get addicted. I was addicted to gaming, computer games. So, you know, I was very easily get addicted to, to, uh, to that. Financial insecurity is another one as well. So many of us, especially nowadays, are really struggling with financial insecurities and the pressure is mounting on men to be able to provide to be the ones that are, are there, you know, to, to, to keep everything afloat. And if you are the man of the family and your partner, or you don't have a partner, because there are men who, who are the mum and the dad. I know a few of them. I take my hat off to you. I send love and light to you guys, man. I take my hat off to you. I'm so proud of you for stepping up, you know, and being there for your children, for loving them and for doing your best. Because that's what we, that's all we can do is do our best. Work around the financial insecurities, make a plan, write things down. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not here to give you any advice. But what has worked for me is I write things down. I make a plan. I look at everything that comes out of my account, what my ingoings and outgoings are, how much I earn every single month, how much comes out, how much goes into savings, how much goes into investments, and then how much is for me. And I do that every single month. And every single month I invest, I save, and I pay out. And look, you know, these are tough times. These are tough times. So it's important for you to do that and prioritize the things that are important for you. Relationship conflicts is, is another one. You know, there are so much, so many of these pressures are putting a lot of strains in our relationships, our relationships amongst men, as we feel like we have to compete. I know my my program, my my company, my app is called Alpha Wellness, but not from that perspective. Because if you don't know what alpha means, alpha is the beginning of, omega is the end. So actually, when you talk about alpha males and these dummies who call themselves alpha males because I'm the best, actually you're a beginning of a male. So you're beginning your journey as a man. So actually that's probably quite true because hopefully you will grow up to be a strong man. A, a capable, a confident, a loving, a kind man. Hopefully that's, that's, that's your journey. And that's what alpha male means. And it has been portrayed as though it's, it's someone who, who is strong and courageous, but it's been somebody like a warrior. We don't have warriors nowadays. Of course, there are men who do so many incredible things and, and they should receive compliments and, and, and claps and hugs and loves and medals and, 
and they should be really commended for for the work that they do because there are some incredible incredible men out there and um but these things do put a lot of pressure even in that even in the success there is a lot of pressure there's that pressure to succeed you know even workplace challenges there is a pressure to succeed succeed in relationships succeed in friendships make sure who's going to be the alpha male who's the dominant one who's not here's my advice to you be you be you that's it that's all you can be just be yourself you want to be an alpha male which is what i've learned which is what i've become become you become the best version of you and keep working on growing that when you do that that's where your alpha is that's who you are because it's the beginning of your journey and then when that incredible journey ends you then become the omega you go back to source, you go back to, to, to home, the spiritual, the energy. Let that one sink in. We have competition amongst men, which I kind of mentioned, but you know what's really interesting? Competition amongst women now, you know? There's so much crazy stuff happening that I really don't agree with and I don't want to get into with, you know, men pretending to be women or claiming that they're women to go and compete in, in women's sports. That's an absolute no. It's a no. If you're born a man, you have a lot of advantages, and that's an absolute no. Even if you, you know, have a full sex change, it's still a no. You are biologically a man. You are never, ever going to be a woman because you're not born a woman. There is a huge difference. You can identify yourself as, as a guinea pig. You can identify as a mouse. You can identify as whatever you like. You can identify yourself as a woman. There are so many apparent identifications. I don't care for any of them. I understand two, a man and a woman. And whatever you choose to be, I respect it. I love you unconditionally. It does not affect me. But there is this thing now where it's creating division. It's creating division amongst men and women. That it is the narrative being pushed, you know, and it's, again, this this war amongst us. You know, we see wars in different countries, but when you really start to see there is a war against each of us, and it's pathetic because it's not even something that we create. I didn't create it. I don't care. Like I said, you can identify as a mouse for all I care. You want to be a mouse, that's fine. But I see you as a woman or a man. That's what you are. And here's the thing. And I'll just put this nail on a coffin straight away in case anybody wants to make a comment or, or argue about it. When you are dead and there is there is just your bones and your teeth, which is pretty much that, you know, all that survives, all that kind of stays and kind of decomposes last. When they take a sample, which they've done this with mummies, they can tell through your DNA of who you are, what sex you were. So just let that sink in. Identify as you like, but you cannot change physics. You cannot change this. It's never, it's impossible to change. And the reason why I say that, it's never to mock. It's because you are being torn away from who you truly are. There is a much bigger and deeper level into this which i don't want to get into right now but i can later on another on another episode because when you are removed from your true essence which is the man and the woman and you start to attach to these labels which is what they are you are boxing yourself into a label lgbtq or whether you're a man you're a woman you're a mouse you're a rat or you're a he or a she or a they or a them then it gets worse because if you're then saying you're a they them you've actually in the and think about it from this perspective in the the with every living being on this planet just on this planet the highest level of being is the man and the woman which we consider as a human being, man, woman. That's it. You start to label yourself a president, a CEO, 
a queen, a king, a they, no, sorry, a he, a she, a they, a them. Now, below all of that, now, which is kind of where you've gone, the they, a them, you've got the animals, the plants, the trees, everything. You have literally thrown yourself to the bottom of the totem pole from a spiritual perspective. And, and it's hard for some people to understand or even comprehend, which is why I don't want to get into it. But there is a reason why you were made in the body and this beautiful mind-body complex is for you to have that experience. You chose to be in the mind-body-spirit complex. So enjoy it. If you like men, if you like women, if you like both, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you are here to have a experience. But recognize who you are understand who you are take time don't rush into making decisions especially if you're young and you're a teenager allow your mind your body and your spirit to develop truly learn and connect with who you are then when you are ready because it will present itself to you make that decision and the reason I say it with 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 this passion the reason I say it with urgency is because I have learned to understand, connect with who I am. And in turn, through a very, very profound experience, I connected with every single one of us. It was a spiritual experience that happened to me a few years ago. And I connected with every single one of us. And I understand that we are just one. We are just one. And we're here having these incredible individual experiences. And I don't say these things to cause controversy. I don't want to argue. I don't want to scream and shout. The reason I mention that is because all of these things that have been created, all of these labels that are now available to you to choose from are not there to benefit you. They are there to confuse you. They are there to cause you pain. They are there to cause you suffering. They are there to cause you anger. They are there to cause you resentment. And have a look at this very, 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 very small society of people who do this. They are always angry, screaming, shouting, and trying to make a point to get people to believe them, to respect them. But yet you don't respect yourself because if you did, you wouldn't care what anybody else thinks. If you were truly convinced of who you are and what you believe, you wouldn't have to convince anybody. You just have to convince you. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope you got something out of this today. I wanted to share. I know that we've kind of touched on different topics, but hopefully you got something out of it. Thank you so much for being part of this community. Thank you so much for helping it to grow. And you do that by liking, by sharing, by commenting, by helping me to understand where I can do better. How can I serve you best? And in that, follow me. Go to my website, www.alexdesilva.co.uk. You can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I'm on TikTok. I'm on uh, LinkedIn, where you can connect with me professionally. Just search for me, Alex De Silva or A De Silva UK or Alex De Silva UK, which is where you'll be able to find me. And very, very, very soon, Alpha Wellness, the app will be available on Google Play, on iTunes, on the store for you to download. And there will be some incredible, incredible content to help men to become stronger, more confident, healthier in mind, body and spirit. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And be great. Be fantastic and be absolutely phenomenal today. It is everything that you are. And I say it every single time because it's true. Take care.